0: be the best rugby coach you can be. Welcome to the Rugby Coach Weekly Podcast with Head Coach Dan Cottrell, where you learn hints and tips from the rugby coaching community. Let's get started.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Rugby Coach Weekly Podcast. My name is Dan Cottrell and I am very excited to have with us in the podcast Ed Robinson. Now Ed is the backs and attack coach with Jersey rugby and he's going to tell us a little bit more about that in a moment. Now I've known Ed probably well not quite but almost all his life because I used to play rugby with his father and I, so I met him when he was probably about 1 year old. So I'm very pleased that Ed has gone into coaching though he will tell us a little bit more about that journey also. Now you may also know that Ed's dad Andy was also a coach. Uh, Not only did he play rugby for Bath and England, he also helped coach England to World Cup glory with Clive Woodward and was also coach with Scotland. So thanks for joining us on the podcast, Ed.
0: No, thank you very much for having me, Dan.
1: Well, it's a great pleasure to have you on board and I'm going to be uh, asking you some questions about your current coaching role and in particular we're going to talk a little bit about why Jersey Rugby has been hitting the news in terms of Twitter with some of the fantastic play that it's been doing. But before we get going, just give me um, a brief outline of why you are now the backs and attack coach at Jersey.
0: Yeah, so I, I, um, I wanted to be a professional rugby player growing up, um, and I, I, I sort of. Gave my all in, into that, uh, but my dad always told me that we had to go to university uh, in case we didn't make it because we, um, this is me and my uh, my siblings. We'd be we'd be very lucky to make it as a professional rugby player. Um, and so I ended up going to to Loughborough Unit, and there, unfortunately, I um, I suffered a, a series of concussions, uh, which I still suffer from now for five and a half, nearly six years later. Um, but that that was the birth of my coaching career, really. So I started coaching there and. Um, Went, to, went back to Bath, coached in a couple of places in Bath, um, then moved over to Bristol and was coaching in, at the, with the Bristol Academy um, and with the, the, their ace team at Filton College um, and at Clifton Rugby Club in, in National 2 South. Um, and then sort of at the, the mid-season last year, um, there was a, an opportunity for me to go to Rotherham in the Championship. Um, just to sort of test the waters um, over there and, and see how it went. And um, so I, 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 had, uh, I had five jobs, basically, to, to keep me afloat um, in, in terms of the, the coaching that I was doing. Um, and I took a risk and I, and I quit them all and went to Rotherham for free, uh, to, just, just as I said, to test it out. Um, and, and it went really well. And, and from there, Jersey uh, gave me a call and, uh, and I signed here to come over in the summer.
1: Right. Well, well, quite a journey, really. So, um, and interestingly for me, I mean, apart from quite a lot of what we're going to talk about, is that you're prepared to take a risk on your own coaching career and move, move away from maybe a little bit of stability into something far less stable. And, of course, rugby coaching is a very unstable job to be in because you have to rely a little bit on what you do but quite a lot on what the players do when they cross the whitewash I mean is
0: that the sort of thing which uh, keeps you up at night um no no it's a a, I'm very lucky to have the job that I've got um and I've seen firsthand both sides of it um through through what, what what dad's been through with his career um and, and I don't see it as a risk going to Rotherham. It was something that I was very excited about doing and it was a great experience for me. Whichever way it would have gone, it, it would have been brilliant for me to do it either way. So it, it wasn't a risk. It was, it was something that I enjoy. Um, I enjoyed doing and, and, and I would do again. So you then got
1: the role at Jersey. How did that exactly come about?
0: Well, we played against um, uh, Jersey for Rotherham um, and and we had a, we had an upturn in in results. Or sort of. Rodham hadn't won a game before I got there, and, and then uh, we won a couple. Of, it Probably was nothing to do with me, uh, but but luckily we were able to to get a couple of wins. Um, and we and we played well against Jersey and Harvey Biljon, the coach here, um, gave gave me a call and asked if it was something I'd be interested in coming over. And then a few conversations later, that that uh, that was it.
1: And you joined in the summer.
0: Yeah, I joined in the summer. Um, I think that Jersey is a rugby club and, and everything it stands for and, and what it's built on is um, really uh, inspired me to to come and make myself better here, um, as as well as helping make players better. So it, it, it's it, we, we go hand in hand, really.
1: Great. Now the thing that uh, made me really want to speak to you again, apart from the fact that I really enjoyed the the previous conversation was that there was this fantastic video on Twitter, uh, which I will put again on the bottom of this podcast, of the Jersey team crafting a try from behind their own goal line. And there's it's well it's well worth watching for lots of fantastic reasons. Um, but from a coaching point of view, I really wanted to dig down into how you got to that point, because... Everyone knows that the the actual try is the tip of the iceberg and there is lots of things which go on before then. So uh, before I drill down into this, just talk me through the emotions you went through from the moment that the ball squirted out of the back of the uh, scrum and potential disaster lay ahead until uh, the winger uh, or the back flopped over the line. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I run the tee on um, during the game, so I was pitch side at a time. Um, and, it, and it's great for me to to be on the field with the players, um, not so much for me giving them information of what information I can take from them and what thoughts I can inspire in them, uh, talking about various different things. But the main question I use is, is what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. And the, um, the feedback throughout the game was around how they were defending in backfield, um, uh, particularly when we were in our own '22, we had some great conversations in the first half around where, um, how we could manipulate them, how could we how, how we could move them around, and uh, and get what we need to get out of them. Uh, but... Right. So, just can I
1: just stop you there then? Uh, so, my first thought is that uh, the, the though it is to to certain extent that the the play is uh, not planned, it is actually the. The outcome of quite a lot of thought as the match has gone on. Would that be fair to say?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. We um, we talk a lot uh, over here around our run kick options. Um, we think the game is is built on pressure, uh, and how can you uh, remove pressure from yourself and put it on the opposition um, in, in attack and defence? Um, and, and obviously, that area of the of the field is something that's talked about quite a lot when you're, you're in your own twenty-two, um, and so- and. Yes so Carol, yeah we talk about um, how can we put pressure on the opposition? how can we get outcomes that will allow us to go and score tries um, and we'd looked at uh, very uh, many different ways of, of that we can manipulate london Irish um, and, and the way they they use the backfield the amount of players they have in the backfield uh, so how can we manipulate so just, so, just
1: so for uh, for the sake of um, clarity then, what do you understand by the backfield and uh, what do you mean by the number of players there?
0: So we've seen off kickoffs sometimes London Irish had five players uh, stood behind the defensive line, sort of the, play, the ball beyond the 22 and they would be back on their own 10-metre line. Right. Um, so we picked that up during the week uh, we pick, uh, and we looked at... Um, it, it's, it's not just something that we look at with London Irish. This is how we approach playing our games um, and how we've approached coaching and, and, and coaching the players to understand um, how we can manipulate teams. And and quite interesting for me now you're
1: talking about video analysis which is available to some sides but quite a lot of amateur sites don't have that video analysis yet you're doing analysis as the game starts as soon as the, the the balls in play you are thinking you are then challenging your players to say well this is what pictures they're showing us is that would that be a fair reflection of what's happening
0: yeah for sure but not using the video for it we use our our, our eyes during the game um yeah so it it's just a conversation we have, I have with the nines and tens and, and, the, and the wingers or all the backs, to be fair. Just around, yeah. so as plays developing, what other space is there for us to attack? Is there space for us to chip over the top? Is there space for us to kick longer into the corners? Um, is there space for us to, um, are they sitting back expecting us to do that? Is there space for us to run?
1: Right. And because you've uh, done this uh, game after game after game, they're expecting these questions. So they're, they're looking out for this information. So when you challenge them with these questions, or they may be challenging, of course, they're challenging themselves, they are, they're not surprised. They are saying, Yeah, well, I've been looking out for this. And actually, this player's here, this player's uh, there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and they, they say things like, when we, um, when we attack down the left side, the winger's uh, biting in early, or, or he's joining the line early. Uh, so we can use the space in behind. Or if we carry and then come uh, to the other side of the field and then back across, we feel we can, we can uh, expose in that way. Right. So this
1: information is coming in and then someone's making decisions on how to then play. Is that one player? Is that um, three or four players? Is it the whole back line? Who, who's the the driver of these decisions?
0: No, it's every player on the pitch.
1: Right um and uh, how do you now again um the difficulty could be that there are going to be some less experienced players and more experienced experienced players on the pitch is there a balance of uh, the information coming in and decisions made or is it can anyone call it in
0: yeah anyone could call it in um we, we uh challenged the players at the start of the season um to be uh, better rugby players, understand the game better. Um, that was, their, that was the, the, the point of their their time coming to Jersey. Right. Um, and and something that we spoke about in, in attack and defence is rugby players making rugby decisions. Right. And we,
1: um, go on, so just uh, tell me a little bit more about r- what you mean by rugby decisions, because that's a, it seems like an obvious uh, expression, but I, I sense that there's a little bit more to it than just uh, what we see from the the two words so what what are you trying to get from them
0: so it's around understanding the the things that i've spoken about around um how from an an attack point of view, how can you manipulate defenses How can you manipulate a defender um to put another player in space or to put yourself in space
1: right and the and so you you've been you've been talking about it, and in the game there these opportunities might arise. Um, now it's all very well being able to talk about it. It's the next thing is going to be able to action it. Now, obviously, in games they action it. How do you create those situations or scenarios in training? Is it is it possible?
0: Uh oh, it's 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 difficult, but it's possible. Um, and we don't we don't get it right all the time, by the way, as, as coaches and as players. Um, so it, it, it's around challenging. Uh, I, I believe it's around challenging the players to to see. The things that they wouldn't normally see. So, how how can you do that in training? There's there's lots of different ways of. Um, we tend to use game based uh, practices. Right. Um, so so sessions will look very game based with uh, as many fifteen on fifteen practices as we can, um, where we can actively put this put them in the situations that they've been that they will be in at the weekends.
1: So, for instance, um, there are certain plays where the players can see a situation but might not be able to execute it. Now, I'm sure that your players can, but let's take, for instance, that the space is just behind the centres. So a chip kick from the fly half, the number 10, into that space would be the best way to play it. Now, I'm sure that your team would be able to execute that is there, Are there situations where you can see the space but the players aren't yet ready to execute the plays? How... how does that occur,
0: and if it does, what what do they do about it? Um, as in, when when if I see something that they can't execute, yeah, yeah, that that um, that does happen. It also happens that they think see things that I don't see. I think right. This is the, the beauty of the of of um, coaching and the way that we're coaching. I, I believe is that they all have a voice and they all have the the ability to see things. Uh, these guys are, are are very very skilled in what they do. Um, and, and there's a difference between standing on the sideline, watching, and then being on the field and doing it. Right. So how, how do they get a feel for the game? How do they get a feel at training of the defences, what the defence is doing? Um, and I can't give them that feel. They, that, that's why I ask the questions. Yeah. Um, so so it, it just helps us to get on the same page. And then, if there's something that, that, they, um, that I see that they, they don't see, um, it's about us setting up practices where they can start to see it and then practice how they execute it. So let's go back
1: to, say, some of those little skills that they need to do to actually, uh, they they if they can see the decision, they need to have the skills to execute it. So obviously you cannot do everything through just game after game after game. Or am I wrong? Can you do everything with a game? Or do you have to break it down into small parts?
0: Um, there's a balance, I think. Um, we we break things down into small parts as, as well as playing games. Um, the, the the key thing for me is the timing of it, um, and how uh, everything has to be high paced. Everything has to be at it at an intensity that matches or is above match intensity.
1: So, if a, play, if a player, for instance, is trying to uh, develop their left hand pass, so they can yeah. uh, maybe uh, take the ball, just move it maybe an extra two or three meters further and yep. faster how would you how would you develop that player's skill
0: we we have that exact situation going on at the moment with a couple of our players um and and the structure of our day is such that they would touch a rugby ball between uh, 500 and a thousand times throughout the day right. um, okay so that's obviously
1: something that you've measured so just t- tell me a bit more about that
0: yeah so uh, it's something that I I picked up when I went to Saracens at the start of the year um and just we're a limited team in terms of um our um our facilities and our um uh, we don't have much money so we so we don't have many physios and that sort of thing so there's some restrictions on what we can and can't do yeah. we, we don't have a very big gym um so it means we have to gym in small groups um and, and so in those Uh, it means means there's a lot of dead time for the players who aren't in the gym or can't can't be on the field at the same time those sort of things Um, so so a way of keeping them busy is is, is what we call touches and that's literally hand-eye coordination practices walking, catch-pass practices just just anything that gets them more touches on the ball
1: So uh, when you say walking can you just sort of talk me through that because I think um, you sometimes see uh, clips of the All Blacks on press days and the players are walking up and down the pitch Practicing passing—is uh, that the same sort yeah. of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, but very similar. I'm sure. Um, it, it, the, 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 the trick is making it basic and making it um, be, be able to do it anywhere. There's, there's no secrets in this. Right. You just reach to catch the ball in front of you, yeah. uh, as in to, to where, where the balls come from, and you finish your pass, pointing out where you want it to go. Right. Okay. And uh, do you? And, say, and, I mean,
1: different players have different uh, athletic abilities and makeups. Do you... uh, How technical do you get?
0: Not much more technical than that, to be honest. Right. Uh, uh, And and you see in that try um, that that we scored at the weekend, how uh, technically brilliant the passes were and the range of passes from offloads out of contact to short pops off the shoulder to a long 20, 30-metre pass. Um, And and we coach them in the same way um, that you have to um reach the catchable and, and finish pointing where you're going and and as you say the skill of the player takes over for the rest of it
1: right now i'm just going back um to the 500 to a thousand where where does that figure come from obviously that's um something that you're rightly proud of well just tell me a little bit about that that's quite a uh it's a it's a big range that to be honest. <laughs> just, we, it is yeah. a big range, but uh, I mean, I think sometimes we uh, we don't even think that we want to get that many touches on the ball. We don't even think about it. Yeah. But that sounds like uh, there must be some good things. I thought you were going to say five hundred to a thousand a week, but this is in a day.
0: Yeah, I think on a on a on a um, a day when we have a, a double day, um, I, I think we would get up to up to a thousand touches. To be honest, right. Um, they're sort of in in the meetings and touching the ball um, two hundred times, and and a, a touch could be anything. Um, a touch can be pit, just picking a ball up. A touch could be a one-handed um, flip to yourself. It could be juggling the ball between one hand and two hand. Um, it is literally as simple as that. Uh, so it, it's not too difficult to get high numbers of touches if if you dedicate the time to it.
1: Right now, there are some coaches who would be now throwing in. Uh, little sacks tennis balls uh, yep. fit balls and that sort of thing is that something which is also included in the touches
0: yeah 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 for sure um I, th- I just think every time you are faced with a different skill and you have to improvise adapt and overcome it you learn something and um if you can do that 500 times a day you're going to be really good at handling
1: right good right so obviously this is all part of the uh, underneath the iceberg uh, before you get there so it uh, though these things look very much off the cuff there's been uh, a lot of not necessarily specific planning uh, but work which is to be
0: able to take advantage of those situations now, now uh, I, I would i would call it specific planning i would because right. when okay. when we put together the program when we look at it, we have tried like that in mind
1: right Okay, we have, uh, so, we that, have... so that's very, now that is, I was not shocking, and it's not even surprising, but yeah. it is unusual that you imagine that. So uh, is, is, it, is it like a dream? You say, right, we dream that we can score tries like this, or is it, uh, is it blues the blue sky thinking that awful phrase that we use? All, how, how did you come to that?
0: Um, no, I just think it's, it's the way the game should be played. I think, why, why would you not want to have 15 players who can catch pass, who can run the ball from, from anywhere and score 100-metre tries? Right.
1: Now, that's not <laughs> to say that
0: was, that was the goal from that scrum on in that moment. Yeah. Because uh, it, it wasn't, to be honest. Right. But, but to have players who can adapt and, and read the game like we've been speaking about and, and have the skill level to be able to catch pass under any situation is, uh, is something that, that we do dream of. Right. Now uh, that sort of brings me back to the try itself. Now
1: I uh, look, I watched it a couple of times uh, uh, before. I thought, right, let me let me dig into this, and I, it looked like it was you were going to do something else first of all, and then the picture okay. changed, and then the players were able to adapt quickly. Now, if you're often able to adapt quickly because you've sort of been there before or you've imagined it before, yeah. So I was thinking. Um, in training, you obviously want to encourage the players to be able to adapt on the spot. Yeah. Um, and there is a level of mistakes that are made when this happens. At yeah. what stage do you step in and say, right, stop doing that, we've we've made too many mistakes there?
0: Um, it depends what you your um, uh, definition of a mistake is, I guess. Right, okay, great. So just tell me about that then. So if you um, if you believe a mistake is a drop ball, um, is, is like a, a number eight picking off the back of the scrum and throwing it to his own dead ball line, yeah. then um, yeah, that, that, that's one way. If a mistake is kicking the ball when you should run it, then there's another mistake that, that you could talk about.
1: So what um, I'm thinking here is, and this is a question uh, that uh, I suggested we were going to talk about, is that... Um, Within a play like that, uh, there are two or three moments where you are in mortal danger of giving away a try. And yeah. let us say that the defender uh, stumbled or moved a little bit of out of position and actually intercepted the ball and dotted it down and scored a try. What yeah. is the conversation you're having, not necessarily in the huddle straight afterwards, uh, sorry, after the try, what is the conversation you're having after the game when perhaps a try... Was scored from behind.
0: Yeah, no, there's there's a bit uh, there's a bit more to this that um, and, and it, it might sound like I'm going to talk around the question, um, but but no, I will I'm get more to it than ahead,
1: happy for you to talk around the question because it might not have been a good question in the first place. But far so, away.
0: So so the first thing uh, you, you said you watched the trial a couple of times. Now I'm going to test you here. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else you picked up that that's abnormal?
1: uh right okay so well first of all the ball looked like it um squirted out of the back of the scrum so the scrum off was out of position yeah um it's before, it's then, before
0: that it's before that
1: uh well in which case you're gonna beat me
0: now we had a, a yellow card at the time and we only had we had uh it was the number eight it was yellow carded so right. the number six, the six went to number eight and we had a 12 on the scrum right okay center. okay so, we, so we've scored that try with, with six backs off the scrum. Right, okay. Even Which, better. Yeah. Okay, um, keep going yeah. then. And then the, the, the other, the, the other part of the game, it, that, that was just a, uh, about a minute after half time. Right. We're 5-0 down. Um, and uh, we received the kickoff and let it bounce on the 22. So the ball bounced right in the middle of us on the 22. Good. London Irish picked up and attacked for uh, two minutes and 17 seconds. That we then forced forced the error, and led to that scrum. Right. Okay.
1: So there was probably a a, uh, a slightly heated conversation going on on who let that ball bounce. Uh,
0: no, there was no heated conversation because we knew exactly who let it bounce. So, <laughs> okay. So no, they they no uh <laughs>
1: All right, so there was no there was no key to, there was no conversation. It was quite clearly someone um, let it bounce. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're in you're in a scrum with uh, a full full scrum, but one yeah. uh, a centre actually making up the uh, making up the numbers.
0: Yeah. Um, so like so like I said about around uh, pressure earlier on, um, we were under an immense amount of pressure at that stage in the game, um, and so we we. Uh, our plans to relieve that pressure is to be able to um, play it in in an area of the field that isn't going to harm us should we make those mistakes um, that that you talked about in in the question. So if we drop it, are they going to be able to score easily? Right. Um, Now, That in in itself would would lead um, the way that we structure our play in that area at that time to be slightly different to how we might do it at a different time. Right. Um, now should the ball have been dropped there will probably be some tough conversations going on uh, across the field um, more of them would be player to player rather than rather than coach to player right um, because we've we've all been in I'm sure we've all been in those situations as a player and as a coach where you've your plan in place and it's not quite gone to where you've got to and you've let the opposition in yeah um, now I think uh, the, the the disappointing thing that would have happened for us would would have meant that we were we weren't able to um, relieve pressure from ourselves when there was maximum pressure on us, right? And pressure that we let on ourselves, really. Yeah. Um. So I think that the the conversations around um, how we were trying to, to to relieve pressure would have been the way I would have gone. Right. And so so let, let let
1: us say now that um you you've got you've got the situation where the ball has gone to the second player in the dead ball area. Yeah. Um now sometimes the, the scrum half will pass to someone in the dead ball area and really if it's on they'll probably go for it, but it probably means there's a better chance for him to kick it away. But he passed the ball. Yeah. Now, was that was that instinctive, or do you think that they they had a call in?
0: Um, I think it was a bit of both. I think it's instinctive because we've put the players under that pressure uh, hundreds of times in training, leading into the, into the game. Um, where this this, this might um, I mean after scoring a try like that, this 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 might be a, a strange thing to hear, but we practice kicking from that position a lot. Right. We, we practice being under maximum pressure in that position and how we play there. Um, and, and in that, we practice our run-kick option. So what would happen if we could see this? What would happen if, we, if the ball squirted out and we could see the, the wingers in backfield? How would we then manipulate the situation that way? Right. So, so it's to, 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 to think of us running the ball all the time from our 22 isn't, isn't true. Right. Um, but what we are is, is prepped to be able to deal with those situations. Um so it, it it there was there was a definite understanding of the players on the pitch that they knew where the London Irish defenders were and they knew that if the ball went in that area how they could attack them.
1: So what you do is you created um, a number of different pictures which might appear. So you're not uh teams which come up against you say, All right, off we go, Jersey will run it from here, so they stick everyone in the line. And uh, well, actually, the pitch has changed, so we'll kick it or we will play a different sort of a play to manipulate the defence. So the important thing here is to not just practice for one thing, practice for different different times. And I've spoken to some coaches over time who say that, uh, that the difficulty is that you often practice for one play. And the picture changes in the defence, and the play is not the right play. So you need to keep in training, manipulating the defence to give them a different picture, which sounds like yeah. exactly what you've what you've been doing
0: now. It's I, it's it's rugby players making rugby decisions. Yeah, it's, it's the players on the field taking control of what they're doing, taking control of their learning throughout the week and understanding how to perform in those situations. Because yeah. the, the, the the thing, the biggest thing for me is that you can plan everything you want to plan but there's, there's 15 guys on the opposition who their job is to stop you doing what, what you want to do.
1: <laughs> and, and they do say that uh, every plan uh, is as good until the moment you meet your first contact. I mean, that's uh, yeah. taking uh, several quotes out of context, but it's exactly the same. You've got to, you, you plan, uh, but also you plan to adapt. Now, just going back to um, creating that sort of rugby environment, to allow this to happen. Now it, it doesn't just happen. Uh, you don't, uh, the culture of a club doesn't just suddenly become a different culture. So what are the challenges of creating a rugby environment to allow the players to uh, make these rugby decisions? Because not all the players will have come through that system before. If any that, of them.
0: No, I, I don't think there's, there's many who have, to be honest. Um, it's, it's uh it's interesting because um there, there, there's um there's players who enjoy this there's players who this challenges them and and the key is to to be able to cater for both i feel and and i don't i don't think i've got it right all the all, throughout the whole year um i think there's some some things i would change if i was to go back and and do my preseason again um but i think the the, the biggest success I guess we had was uh, we played a lot of games as in, in training and um, we, we placed a massive, massive emphasis sorry, on the players taking control of what they're doing in those games um, and, and I made it clear to some players that we would agree what they're trying to do and then I'm going to try and put them in situations where it's very very hard to do that and they've got to come up with the solutions to to do what they want to do.
1: OK, I love the sound of that. Just can you, can you maybe give us a small example of how that might have happened?
0: Yeah, it says, so uh, the, the, the conversation that I had, and it was the second row that I had the conversation with, actually, um, he said to me, um, you should be making us the best players that we, that we can be. You should you shouldn't be making us um, feel the best that we can. And it got me thinking, really. And, I, and I'd, be, I'd love to hear your, your, uh, your opinion. That um, is is that the role of a coach? or or is the role of a coach to be able to um, create create's not the right word develop a player who can do that under any situation so in the face of immense uh, adversity to still be able to stand up and do what they think is right and that that's quite a that's quite a, a, a philosophical um, uh, uh, statement as as much bigger than 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 me mm. but i think I think we can we can use that there where in, in the coaching philosophy where um, I don't want to see the perfect session, I want to be trying to put the, pressure, the players under immense pressure where it, they're going to get it wrong and, and they're going to be, um, it's going to be intense and, it, and it's going to be difficult for them. Um, but then they'll be able to do it under the, the strangest of situations like, like, like we've seen. Um, so the, the way that, that we do that around is, is reducing numbers and, and increasing numbers in, 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 in training. Um, so, can you attack with fifteen players in the front field and you 've only got twelve? How do you manipulate the defenders then? How do you manipulate space? Um, how do you manipulate when you 've got fifteen attackers and seven defenders? How do you defend in those situations so there 's there's, there's many different ways of 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 creating that that feeling in players
1: so these are quite uh, these are tough situations you 're throwing at them I mean um, I think uh, it's interesting that, they say, the second row was spoke to you like that and said those yeah. sorts of things. And often uh, the the situation is very much uh, an individual perception. You'll get players who will be asking those sorts of questions and other players who uh, wouldn't ever even think to ask you a question like that because they're they're more worried about... Getting through the next game because they're carrying an injury and that sort of thing they're not yeah. they're not all about themselves becoming better players they're all about the, the contract or lot lots, lots yeah. of other things which uh, make coaching yeah. infinitely fascinating and also extremely extremely difficult yeah now, and,
0: I, and, I, and I thought it was a great question by the way I, I really enjoyed yeah, that no,
1: conversation. yeah flipping heck. i mean you've got a, you were probably uh, your mind was racing on uh the answer and perhaps thinking at the afterwards oh I could have answered it in, yeah. in a different way those 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 are the really great questions you get you get asked and they're quite quite surprising and um especially because you're probably as old as many of the players if not probably younger that's quite a challenge to you as well i would have thought
0: yeah i'm in i'm in the same age bracket as uh 90% of the squad right. uh, Which is which is just it is what it is really. I think that we challenge the players to be leaders. So why can't I be a leader at at the same age? Mm.
1: Yeah, but also they they'll respect the fact that you're stepping back and enabling them to uh, to do these things rather than you necessarily telling them. So there is some there are some strengths of being their age because uh, they can also you can also help them to understand where they are because you can. You can have a sense of the sort of things that they're going through their minds because you you're closer to them in in so many ways. But there obviously there are some there are some downsides. So uh, I don't
0: think what, I don't think age has a has a massive impact on that. Right? Yeah. If you if you are an older coach and want to have that uh, relationship with a player, I think it, you, you can do it, and I think the best coaches do have that.
1: Mm. oh I, I i i agree and i think uh, it's just trying to be able to speak to them on the right level uh, empathize and sympathize when when it's appropriate yeah, and, uh, and it, is, it is easier yeah it is easier when you're closer to them in some ways uh but sometimes of course that creates its own challenges as well
0: because yeah, it, they
1: it, don't separate
0: it's it's understanding what they need yeah rather than what they want sometimes
1: yeah, exactly, and that's a, that's a great challenge for coaches as well. So you there you are providing all these tough challenges for them, um, and yet we will hear commentators on the weekend saying that players need to do the bread and butter of yeah. the game, uh, which is far less interesting in some ways, but just as important that. Uh, the the lift in the line out is executed correctly. The box kick is the, the right number of steps are taken. The ball is struck in the right way, um, and then the chase is is done. And that's not that's not being intelligent rugby players. That is doing repeatable actions accurately every single time.
0: Um, where
1: where where or am I am I thinking incorrectly? There is that uh, that's the wrong way to approach it
0: i don't know I, I'm, I'm um my my thoughts on it are that uh you're not going to get what, what if the line out throw is just too long and so you might have to change your lift to to be able to get the the to to catch the ball um so i'll go back to what is the correct way to do it No. Right. um so it's it.
1: not that, so when we say uh, and i'm I'm not saying I, I'm being careful here because I obviously think that uh, the bread and butter is important and it's something the commentators say a lot. But the bread and butter really isn't, and when I say the bread and butter, I mean the basics to, to do the catch and pass accurately at the right time. And you've also got to have some adaptability within that. Uh,
0: it's, it's, again, could, could you challenge what the bread and butter is without wanting to sound too much like Rusty? Is yeah. is the bread and butter the, the cards? Is, is that
1: the bread and butter? Right. Well, okay. Let's just uh, make sure that uh, w- we know where we are. So Rusty is Russell Earnshaw, who yeah. is uh, formerly England Under-18s coach with John Fletcher. And they were they helped drive forward with uh, people like Stuart Lancaster the idea of cards, which is C-A-R-D-S, which stands for creativity awareness, resilience, decision-making, and self-organization. Uh, within that, of course, there's a great argument over what is meant by creativity, and is it possible to create resilience, and what exactly is awareness. But give, take, taking away from the arguments over exactly what those mean, just tell me why they help perhaps solve some of these problems or give us a way forward.
0: Yeah, I think they they, if if you base on uh, and I, and I'm not um, I'm not saying this is the way, this is a way. Mm-hmm. If 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 a player has those as a, as a basis, and and there's many more as well, c- can they then uh, function in any situation? Uh, I think that's 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 what um, drove the guys to develop that in the way that they have. Is if you can catch pass, you can catch pass in a certain situation. But if you have those cards you can um be brilliant in any situation
1: now this is uh, i mean the the idea goes right back to the uh, things like of uh, uh, subconscious unconscious the the fact that you can only hold about seven pieces of information in your mind at any single time so if you can do something naturally without thinking about it you're in a much better situation to deal with what's in front of you so going back uh, all the way back to the try uh, as you said, there was, uh, I should probably have count, but there are probably, there's more than five or six different types of pass and each pass was appropriate for the moment. Yet the player yeah. would have done that pass many times before. So they won't have been necessarily making up the pass on the spot. They've been adapting what they're doing to the situation. Yeah. So they may be taking the ball slightly behind them. And then just adjusting exactly. their wrists and elbows to then deliver the pass so it goes uh, more they would never
0: have. They would have passed that pass thousands of times, but never in that exact situation. Yeah, That's the way I talk about it with the players. Yeah. And, and the, other, um, the other massive thing for me on, on the try is we broke up the left and scored on the right. Yeah. So the work rate of the players to get from the right-hand side of the field to, to anticipate what was going to happen and go and reach the ball was uh, was fantastic and that's
1: because they they got an idea that something like that might happen
0: yeah exactly
1: so uh in in a training game someone's made a break down the left you're just getting your head up from the, the scrum and you think uh right I know the best place for me to go is not to go like uh, a magnet towards the ball is actually there's a good chance that the next play, which I will be involved in, is in this area of the pitch, and they will move there.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: just like a good flanker, yeah. really. Yeah, it's like your dad yeah. used to do. Yeah, was appear, say, appear, appear say. as if from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why he could do that?
0: Who, my dad. Yeah,
1: and 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 uh, many and many like him, but he was obviously one of the best.
0: I think much like uh, my brother, they study the game lots. Mm. They're heavily involved in, in in rugby and watching rugby, and um, we're obsessed by it. And the more you watch, the better you are, without doubt. Um, and and uh, Ollie scored a try for uh, Cardiff the other day against Leon in the Champions Cup, where he, he caught the ball in the line out and caught the next pass. So he caught the ball off the line threw it to the scrum half. The scrum half broke through and he caught the pass of the scrum half mm. from being lifted in the air. Yeah. Now, you, you don't get there without anticipating things and being able to read and, and understand where to run should the scrum half make a break in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but it comes down to watching rugby, for sure, and, and playing rugby. Yeah,
1: and you've got to create those situations. And I think one of the, the unfortunate things is that uh, there's not enough rugby on telly to watch, on TV to watch. So players don't yeah, get that opportunity.
0: And and there's probably not enough people playing rugby. There's not enough young people playing rugby.
1: Mm. Yeah, well that's a that's a discussion for another time. Now Ed, that's been brilliant. I I've thoroughly enjoyed that uh, conversation. Uh, it has made me really think a lot about uh, coaching in, in different ways. I I know that you've been uh, you think about coaching a lot, and I can hear little bits of other coaches in what you say, but also I can hear a lot of your own voice, which is absolutely brilliant, very exciting. and um, but
0: it, it, if, if we're seeing further, it's because we're standing on the shoulder of the Giants, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. We take everything from, from everybody that we meet, yeah. um, and, and that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, and exactly. I mean, Isaac Newton said that for, for a good reason. And yeah. uh, it is the more you read, the more you listen. Uh, but it's also being able to filter it out and yeah be prepared to take now i'm interested uh that you said that it wasn't taking a risk going to Rotherham. lots of other people would say it's a risk so there's a there's a lot to think about in that actually and say well actually i'm not taking a risk i'm doing it because this is good for me and there's no risk involved uh i mean what's what's the worst that can happen and that's uh, that's a great attitude to life and also the fact that uh from a situation where your rugby was going in one direction and then you pick up, which is, and I know you've had some real struggles with the concussion as well. So it's, it's fantastic that you're able to take rugby to a a different stage and um, brilliant. Well, and, and congratulations to uh, the team on, you know, producing some great stuff as well. You must, must be um, a great joy to be part of that group
0: yeah it's it's um it's pleasing to watch but i think I think part of our story as well which you've got to remember is we lost the first three games of the season, yeah, so we were bottom of the table going into our 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 fourth game, i think or we were around the bottom we were second from bottom um and we're now up to third six games later, and six wins later. So we would we we wouldn't have got to this point and, and have been able to win this, the the last six games without having getting through that that hardship as a group without getting through without learning from the mistakes that we made and and being able to to grow as a group and and it's an amazing place to do that on Jersey yeah. um, and and it's an amazing league where the games come thick and fast we we don't have a week off until until Christmas so
1: yeah well that. Uh... That league there is uh, relentless, and I've spoken to plenty of coaches in that league and uh, good people. And it is—they find it. They know it's just there's there is, as you say, absolutely no break, and uh, you're squaring together by sticky tape.
0: Uh, why would you want a break? This is a, this is the dream. <laughs> We're living the dream here. Well, and it's a, it's a, it's the same as it's the same as when we talk about pressure and like what is pressure. Our, our pressure is is not pressure. It's not life pressure. We're just trying to make some people throw a rugby ball on the floor. We're not. Um, no one's like. And I talk about this to players as well. There's there's pressure on on jobs like doctors and and um, people in the military and there's thousands of other jobs that, that that have real life pressure. I mean, our pressure is relative pressure, and 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 it, when you look at the grand scale of things, there's no pressure at all. Right,
1: right. Okay. Well, I think that's a lesson for all of us then. Um, And uh, I hope that someone like Sam Jarman listens into this, because uh, he would be uh, nodding sagely at a lot of the things you said
0: about. uh, That's not to say I get it right. That's (laughs) not to say I'm perfect, because that's that's not the case. No, I
1: don't think. I certainly don't think you've said that at all. I think that uh, there is an attitude to the way that you approach things, which is uh, more important than. Whether you make mistakes or not, and uh, I think that's uh, that's 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 a lot about you know why why it's worth being involved in sport and involved in rugby and involved with a group which um, you're obviously uh, enjoying the company of Ed brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Uh, it's been it's been great, and uh, when I say good luck for the rest of the season, I just hope that. Um, that you continue to be able to play the rugby you want to play. And that doesn't mean that you're going to win every single game. It'd be lovely, I know, but it's just uh, enjoying what you're doing. So, um, great. Uh, It's been a real pleasure.
0: Cheers, Dan. Thank you. Thank
1: you. So, just to uh, finish off, uh, that was uh, a great conversation. Just enjoyed with Ed there. And if you want to hear more, just go over to the rugbycoachweekly.net website and click on the podcast tab, uh, for more co- podcasts. So, um, look forward to catching up with everyone soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the rugby coach weekly podcast. If you want to hear more podcasts, head over to rugbycoachweekly.net and click on the blogs tab to catch up on any episodes you've missed. We look forward to speaking to you again soon with more insights from coaches and experts from the world of rugby sport and learning.